0: securing IOT in the cloud, state of GDPR one year on, and an RSA conference wrap up. These stories and more in this week's ISMG security report. Hello, I'm Nick Holland. As you may be able to tell from my voice, we're just wrapping up yet another RSA conference here in San Francisco. The ISMG team has conducted well over 100 video interviews over the last four days, as well as hosting two executive roundtables and taking countless meetings. We've a new addition to our team, Scott Ferguson, who is the Managing Editor of the ISMG News Desk. You'll already see a number of Scott's stories across ISMG's online publications. We set Scott to work at RSA, and he came back with a couple of great interviews. In this first one, Scott interviews J.R. Santos of the Cloud Security Alliance, and they got to talk about IoT and the cloud. Here's Scott with more.
1: This is Scott Ferguson, the Managing Editor of the Information Security Media Group, and I'm speaking with J.R. Santos. He is the Executive Vice President of the Cloud Security Alliance. We're here at RSA 2019, and you just had a big presentation talking about some research regarding IoT and the cloud. When you're talking to your alliance members, what are they trying to do to secure IoT? We know it's a security hole. What sort of the solution is are we, are we looking at?
2: Well, really it's about establishing a framework uh, for security and giving people the opportunity to have a starting point to identify, uh, at least address some of the areas where we think is an opportunity, which is the enterprise perspective. Uh, A lot of people have, uh, there have been frameworks out there that have been released. Uh, that are focus on industrial or consumer IoT, but this in particular I think is uh, a, a gap that we identified as a work, as a work group and uh, we thought it was very important for uh, the target audience to be not only uh, designers and developers but security professionals in general to consume this again as a starting point for uh, their uh, security ecosystem within our secure IoT systems. And
1: you talked about the enterprise, which I think is important. Is there a missing hole there? Do the CISOs and the folks in charge of security within the enterprises don't really understand IoT, or is it just so new to them that they haven't quite come up with these frameworks that we talked about?
2: Well, you know, I think that everybody knows uh, IOT from a consumer perspective, but from an enterprise perspective, I think the huge opportunity is really trying to figure out where to start. I mean, I think there's been a number of uh, research uh, uh, presentations and and things that have been published around how many billions of devices are going to be around by 2020. And I think... uh, you know, with security professionals, they need to really understand where to start. They don't know that. And so this is really trying to address a problem that uh, isn't, necess- is a- isn't necessarily mainstream, I guess, yeah. uh, in the enterprise, but it's something that people are thinking about because people could bring their own devices to uh, IoT devices to work, and, and there's still, you know, an issue around um, trying to figure out how that uh, is secure. Uh, and, and, from a privacy perspective, as well, uh, you know same, same thing goes uh, from that angle and and, we,
1: and I know one of the last presentations we talked about or or that we saw on stage was about how just so much information can be downloaded from the cloud to these different devices mm-hmm. I mean is that a struggle that you 're seeing with your customers and how are they kind of trying to come over that this this, this mixture of cloud and IOt and different end devices i mean where, where
2: do you kind of see well the, the I think are? it's an opportunity because you know you have I think it's a good thing and it's in in my perspective it's an opportunity where it could be better secured uh, because I think you know the adva- just similar cloud the advantages of being able to leverage cloud when we started the security Alliance and we originally um, created the guidance document that was one of our founding uh, pieces of research, you know, the idea was to give people a starting point because the security was kind of an afterthought at this point in time. So now I think we're at the same, if you compare it to, to cloud, we're at the same point with IoT where when cloud started is that, you know, we're, we're trying to get to the point of um, uh, people are aware of it, people are using it, but then how do you secure it is, is kind of where we're at.
3: You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news.
0: In the second story from our new managing editor and RSA roving reporter, Scott Ferguson got to speak with Nathan Wensler, a senior director of cybersecurity at Moss Adams, a Seattle-based accounting, consulting, and wealth management firm. They spoke about a variety of things, But in this section of the interview, they focus on GDPR one year on and how the regulatory climate is shifting more locally and specifically here in California. Here's Nathan.
4: I think GDPR has finally uh, really gotten... Some visibility here in the United States especially. We've seen now that the EU has finally levied some fines against major corporations. So we know now that the GDPR has teeth. It's it's real. <laughs> the fines are coming. The regulators are paying attention. So companies that may have been trying to take a wait-and-see approach similar to what they did with HIPAA uh, several years ago, they're now trying to get ahead of that. They realize it's real. So there's a lot more questions now about should we be concerned do we need to be worried about it? Do we have data that's relevant or protected by GDPR? Uh, how do we find that data to make sure that we're protecting it? And then, obviously, what do we do? You know, there's a lot of those kinds of questions. But it's interesting to see that there's a lot more interest now, especially U.S. companies that just don't know they have that kind of data. Uh, it's definitely becoming a big, big topic for people, and uh, which is good. We're finally, they're finally doing something about it rather than just sitting on the, the sidelines to see. So a year in, where where do they need you to come in for? What's the, what are they struggling with
1: the most of all those issues?
4: Most commonly, it's they just don't know what data they have and where it is. So commonly, it's a you know you just have to start with a fact finding mission, essentially assessment, if you will, to figure out what they have and where it lives. And based on those kinds of criteria, then it the decisions go from there. You know, they definitely have EU citizen data. If they are using it for marketing purposes, if there is that type of use, then we talk about controls and how to put all the right pieces in place to actually protect themselves for that purpose. But so much of it is just knowing what they have, and many, many companies struggle with that.
1: Piggyback, piggybacking on that, the California law that came into effect, are you hearing talk about that as well? We
4: are. Uh, and Plus, New York also passed legislation on this, and uh, there's currently... Uh, things in the House at the federal level that they're talking about, similar uh, types of things. But the California uh, legislation uh, here in California, as we're at the RSA conference, uh, yeah, people are taking notice. And I think, again, it it piggybacks on all of the things we just talked about, right? HIPAA was a thing. No one was really sure. Then some fines got levied. People took it seriously. GDPR comes along. People aren't so sure. Fines got levied. Now they're taking it seriously. So now here's the latest and greatest one here in California. More companies are not taking those chances. They've seen that other legislative bodies are are finding people, so they're starting to try to get ahead of these things more often, which is which is good.
0: As we say farewell to RSA and Mel's Diner, a favorite breakfast taunt for the ISMG editorial team, please do check out the Elvis Scramble. It's time for a retrospective of the conference. ISMG's SUP editorial Tom Field. And Managing Editor Data Breach Today in Europe, Matt Schwartz, sat down and shared some thoughts on key themes for this year. Here's Tom.
3: Hi, this is Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm reporting from RSA Conference 2019 in San Francisco, where we're about to wrap up our coverage there. Joining me is Matthew Schwartz, the Executive Editor of Data Breach Today. Matt, it's been quite a week. It's been a full week, for sure. So we have been here since Monday recording interviews with thought leaders, attending sessions, taking the pulse of event. Would you say that there are any dominant themes coming through everything you've been uh, exposed
5: to this week? Well, the tagline of RSA this year is better. And they really hit that theme hard with the opening keynote. And one of the things they've been trying to do better is feature a greater amount of diversity from the workforce and also to drive a more diverse workforce. But that starts by putting your money where your mouth is, having senior people come in and represent the community. And they did a great job of that with the opening keynotes where they had a lot of diversity on stage, a lot of people with deep experience, but that you might not have previously seen on the opening keynote of RSA. So I've seen that as well
3: because we've had a greater diversity in thought leaders that have come through our interview studios. I'm thinking that I sat down yesterday and spoke with Mary O'Brien, the general manager of IBM Security. Uh, We had uh, just a a breadth of people walk through here this week. But in terms of topics that I've been hearing a lot about, I came here expecting to hear a fair amount about DevSecOps. And I haven't been disappointed. I think that everyone is talking now about not just paying lip service to needing security and application development, but talking specifically about what they're doing to have their security people deploy within development, what they're doing to have security driving faster development and being there from the start. And you know, the, the buzzword is not adding friction to it. So I'm hearing an awful lot about that and a fair amount about identity and getting beyond even multi-factor authentication as we traditionally know it to ensure that the right person is getting access to the right uh, things at the right time and that
5: it's it's validated. So a lot about identity and about DevSecOps. Automation's a big theme I've been hearing this year. AI, ML, that was buzzwords, buzzwords, buzzwords last year. There seems to be a bit more nuance in the thinking this year where, I mean, we know about security operations centers, IT managers, they've always had too much data they're dealing with, too many interfaces, too many dashboards. So I think there is a movement afoot to simplify their lives. At the same time, uh, a lot of companies are talking about bringing machine learning to bear on the basics. Things like making sure your security policies get translated into security controls. Might not be sexy, it's always been essential. So it's wonderful that a lot of the people I've been speaking with have been really hitting those themes hard. Yeah, Matt, I
3: also came here expecting we'd hear a fair amount about privacy, given that we're in the post-GDPR era, and we've got a lot of privacy legislation that's emerged around the world, and certainly in the U.S. Haven't been disappointed there. Lots of talk about privacy and about security and privacy really coming together in organizations. One thing that has surprised me has been the attention that I have seen paid to the small to mid-sized organization. A lot of vendors and even the Global Cyber Alliance coming out with a cybersecurity toolkit for the mid-market. There's a recognition that beyond the enterprise... There's this vast universe of smaller organizations that are cybersecurity targets and need cybersecurity defenses. That's not
5: something I've heard at RSA before. No, and that's a great theme to hit because if they get hit, they go down and they might not get back up again.
3: So, Matt, we've uh, had a number of people through our
5: studios this week for video interviews. Who stands out for you? One of the people I really love speaking with this week was Kim Peretti. She's a partner at Alston and Bird, and she was just talking about the Department of Justice indictments of state-sponsored actors. Is it just for show? Is it really sending a message to the world that the U.S. is going to come down hard on state-sponsored hackers? That's open for debate, obviously, but it's just a fantastic, wonderful discussion looking at all the legal and the justice and the geopolitical nuances of of hacking and how nations respond.
3: And she's partially responsible for putting TJX hacker Albert Gonzalez behind bars. So when she speaks, I listen. She's got form. Yeah, I I had Art Caviel, the former RSA chair in here this week, as well as Rohit Guy, the current RSA president. Again, Mary O'Brien with IBM Security came through. We've had just a diversity of opinion and insight this week. I think we probably have conducted 150 video interviews.
5: Can't wait to share all these with the global audience. For sure. Uh, It's been a great RSA. We're looking forward to wrapping it up here. We're going to have a lot to show looking forward to going home it's been a great
3: event and you know this really sets the tone for what we're going to talk about over the next year so it's great to be here and sort of reset with the information security community i always call it the mardi gras of security and this week it occurred during the mardi gras so it's time to go home and
5: rest that's right our own local party in san francisco
3: matthew always a pleasure thank you so much thank you tom
0: That's it for this week's RSA special ISMG security report. The music is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Nick Holland. Catch you next time.